Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to the Student Leadership Podcast from Lead the Generation. My name is Aaron. I'm here with Gil. Good morning, y'all. We are so excited to be interviewing Noah Herring today. This is the second episode with Noah. So if you missed the first one or you missed the uh, overtime episode from the first uh, interview with Noah, then you should just stop right now and go back and catch that one. But we're here with Noah again, round two. Noah Evangelist based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Also a YouTuber and a podcaster. Some incredible stuff. We'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. But Noah, thanks for joining us again. We're glad you're here. Honored to be here, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, and Noah, I know how much you loved our MLM uh, question last time, but we're going to give you something a little bit probably more applicable to you directly. So you're you're in Atlanta, right? You're a big Falcons fan? Big, yeah, yeah, I'm a Falcons fan. Okay, so I'm sorry I, that you had to admit that, right? Just that's now. okay. Actually, really, that was really tough. Know. So believe it or not, when I was like when I was a kid, this is unrelated to the question. We got like random NFL like yo-yos in like the fifty cent machine at like the store. I got the Falcons, and I like the Falcons because I got one of their yo-yos. So like, I love. I actually like the Falcons as random as that is being here in Pittsburgh. But tell me, what would you do right now to help fix the Falcons problems? I know they got a lot, but what's the first thing you would do that you think we need to do X to improve the team? Okay. This is heartbreaking for me to say. You're, you're asking me to have a hard conversation a minute in. Um, I think it's time to move on from Matt Ryan. I really do. Mm. He's, 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 I'm thankful for all he did for the city. He's been an amazing leader of our organization. But at some point, Father Time just hits you. And um, it's hitting him. We need, we're not on pace to compete anytime soon. We, we need to go younger and cheaper so we can get some, get some better players in other positions because the team is just, it's not very good. Matt, if you're listening, we're sorry that you heard it here first. I hope first. you're not Maybe listening. I hope you're not. <laughs> you probably didn't hear it here first, actually. Um, and all of us in the studio are nodding our head because uh, this is a studio full of Steelers fans. And there's a lot of uh, similar opinions uh, in yeah, the room here in the that. studio about our, our quarterback situation. And uh, maybe we'll have to debate that on the overtime episode, guys. I don't know. We'll just we'll just see where that, that goes. But um, Noah, thanks for your great wisdom when it comes to professional sports. We know that you have vast and broad experience in uh, managing sports teams. <laughs> no, uh, that's not why we have you on the podcast. We have you here because um, you got a lot to offer students. And uh, again, I just want to say, students, if you missed episode one with Noah, you should go back and, and, and check that one out. It was entitled Coach Me Like a Rookie. It was so good. But uh, what do you have for us today, Noah? 
Okay. So this is uh, something that I think is plaguing students around the country. And um, I'm going to talk about the truth quote and the lie quote. The lie quote is that God's priority for your life is to make you happy. That's Mm. the lie. The truth is that God's priority is not to make you happy. It's to make you holy. Mm. And so when you live your life set up believing that his first priority is to make you happy, it will cause you to live a life where you follow your feelings versus following uh, the things that will build your faith, right? It causes you uh, to follow your heart instead of following Jesus. And I think that that plays out a whole bunch of different ways, but basically it'll lead to you giving up on your local church because they're not noticing you anymore. You're not new anymore. It doesn't feel as exciting as it used to. So you'll leave the local church that you should be planted in because it doesn't feel good versus you being faithful to that local church. One day you'll get married and it'll end in divorce because it doesn't feel new. It doesn't feel exciting anymore. So it must not be God because God's priority is to make you happy. And so instead of being faithful in your marriage, you'll leave because it doesn't feel good. You could go after example after example, but this is something I I wish I would have realized as a student is that God actually wants me holy more than he wants me happy. And if I'll pursue holiness, personal holiness for my life, I will actually find happiness that is so far deeper than the happiness that comes from following my feelings. Yeah, I've I've heard it said like what feelings are an excellent thermometer, but a terrible thermostat. Mm. Like you can't have it controlling the temperature of the room. It does reflect like kind of what's going on. But if you let it, if you let it like set the temperature, it's going to be a very uncomfortable house that you're living in. It's either going to be too hot, too cold, or violently fluctuating between the two. But tell me, no, is there, is there a Bible story that comes to mind with this or a a principle like a verse? Yeah. So it's actually a quote from Jesus in in Matthew uh, 6, verse 21. It says, uh, Jesus says, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And most of the time that scripture is used in relation to money, like where your money is, your heart is. And and that is, that is true. Um, but for me, my greatest treasure, the thing I value the most, uh, is normally where I put my time, not my money, because my time means a lot to me. And so as a student, where are you putting the majority of your time, wherever your time is going, chances are that's where your heart is going. And so Uh, I think a good litmus test is to take a step back and go, let me just see where I spend time throughout the week. Is it following uh, what makes me feel good? Is it building my name? Is it building my kingdom? Or is it building the kingdom of God? Is it uh, being spent on things that are going to make me more holy, more, more like Jesus? Or is it on something else. You know, uh, one time I got the screen time app on my phone. I still have it. Oh, that's, so the first time it that's, popped that's up, so convicting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was like, this, this is not good, but I'm so glad for it. It was like the Holy spirit con- convicting me on my phone and reaching me through Apple and making me realize that, and there's no way 
that I can live a holy life when my phone is an idol every single day. You know, when my time is being spent that way, there's no way I'm going to end with a holy life. And so that's just some, some random thoughts. So Noah, we, we actually have um, a tradition here on the podcast that you're probably not aware of. And that is that whenever we talk about cell phones, we take a three day grayscale challenge on the phone. (laughs) And uh, so a bunch of us guys in the studio did this um, where we turned our phones on grayscale for three days because the science is that our eyes are addicted to color. But if it's grayscale, you won't want to look at it as much. So we just want to know, like, do you want to take the grayscale challenge? Like, is that something so in you're so in? Are you sure? I'm so in. I just want before you sign up for this, I want you to know it was possibly the worst three days of our lives that we, it's pretty rough. That we, it was rough. It was really hard. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you think about it. I'll come back at the end of the podcast and we'll okay. see if you really want to take this challenge. Okay. I love this topic. This is a topic that I, I share in your passion and enthusiasm on, because I think that um, American theology in particular has been really weak and underdeveloped when it comes to like this thought process that God wants to make me happy. That's God's number one job. Right. And, and then whenever a student or, or anyone for that matter, when we experience any kind of pain in our life, it really messes with our relationship with God because we, we don't know how to process it. We don't have a, a, a really healthy theology of pain because yeah. we, view God and his number one priority to make us happy. So hmm. you're talking about such a core issue. You're really talking about a, a really um, d- a, a worldview issue where students yeah. like have a correct view of what God is doing in their life and in the world. So uh, uh, unpack what you're saying from that perspective a little bit, as far as like, how does this, how does this address the, the growing need um, for a student developing a correct worldview and a correct understanding of how God is functioning in their life and in their world? Man, I I love talking about this because uh, I'm very passionate about telling people that Jesus loves them. But if that is as far as we go in the conversation, we're setting people up for extreme failure in their walk with Christ. And, And I think... The thing that's forgotten about the invitation to follow Jesus, it's, it's found in all four Gospels. The invitation to the disciples was pick up your cross and follow me. That's an invitation to die. We don't talk about that a lot. Um, the cross is not just something that Jesus did for us. It's something that we do with him. Like, like we pick up our cross and we choose for the selfish parts of us, the prideful parts of us, the sinful parts of us. We choose to nail it to a cross, to kill it in exchange for life with Jesus, in exchange for a holy life. And so, um, you know, when we're talking about this, this conversation, I, I think it's, it's super important for us to realize exactly what it means to follow Jesus. It's going to be hard. Holiness is hard. The cost of following Jesus is high, but there's a promise on the other side. Jesus says, whoever finds their life will lose it, but, but whoever loses their life for my sake, basically whoever picks up their cross and follows me will find life eternal. You'll find a, a life that's so far better than the alternative version. And so, um, you know, there's a cost to following Jesus. It just so happens that the cost of not following Jesus is far greater Mm. than the cost of following Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And kind of, kind of wrapped up in this Noah is like kind of a, I feel like a meta point, at least for our culture now, but I think probably just, it might even be like truth within 
like humanity throughout time, but like holiness is often at like a, uh, what is it? It's on the other, it's on the other end of the spectrum from our feelings, right? Sometimes we think Mm -hmm. it's like feelings and truth, which in in a degree that is true. Like those are kind of two opposites, but like holiness often goes against our feelings. We've talked about this, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago on like on on a podcast, but I, I was talking about how one of the hardest things for me to give up is I was like, falling in love with Christ and learning what that meant for me is I just grew up really loving like the horror genre, like a lot of the like slasher stuff and spooky, scary things. And like, does that determine I'll like, will I go to hell if I watch that? No, that's not really what it is. But like Christ was saying like, Hey Gil, you need to give this up. And I'm like, but it's fine. Like technically there's nothing wrong with this. Like it's just a little bit of entertainment, but like that uncomfortable process was exactly what Jesus was trying to get at me and saying like, yeah, you just really are kind of, you're in love with this too much and you need to like, let your feelings and your preferences, your values, whatever it is in your entertainment, whatever you like, let that die at the foot of the cross for the yeah. sake of becoming more holy. And that's just uncomfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? One thousand percent. I had a mentor, uh, which we talked a, a little bit about discipleship and mentorship in the first episode. I had someone who's discipling me one time. I asked him, I was like, hey, do you think it's OK for me to watch this show? And, uh, it's so funny the way he responded. It reminds me so much like Jesus because Jesus always answered questions with questions. And so I'll never forget we're at a coffee shop and, uh, and he was like, do you think that a mature follower of Jesus would be asking if he can entertain temptation? Mm. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm not watching that show. Um, so, but, uh, but it's such a, it's such a great, it's such a great point. You know, I think, I think we're, we're all in, in different levels of, of sensitivity to the Holy spirit prompting us to cut out different things in our life. But as I follow Jesus, as I continue the process of picking up my cross daily, um, I find things that I used to be okay with entertaining. I'm no longer finding acceptable to even have around. And, and I think that that that's, that's beautiful. I think that that means that sanctification and, and, uh, the Holy spirit are working in your life when that begins to happen. That's so good. So I want to put on our uh, theology hat for a second, right? Cause you just actually mentioned the word, right? Sanctification, mm-hmm. which for students that are listening that you might not be familiar with that word, um, just sanctification defined. That's the lifelong process of us becoming like Christ or more Christ-like, right? And that's what you're talking about, um, you know, Noah, when you said like God's number one priority in my life is not to make me happy, but his number one priority is to make me holy. That's sanctification, right? That's, yeah. that is, yep. that is the, uh, even what you, when you referenced uh, Jesus in all four gospels saying, take up your cross and follow me, that's sanctification, right? That is me choosing to die to self, right? And hmm. so, Put your put your thinking cap on for me for a second here, theology wise, because I I would I would make the case that when we set out to embrace feelings and to embrace happiness and chase down like some version of identity found in those things, that it's 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 really a form of idolatry, right? Yeah. It's it's really when like we've and Tim Keller defines idolatry, you know, as when we take something that's good and we make it the ultimate. And so we 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 have a now a generation uh, and a society and a culture in America where we've taken something good, feelings, happiness, and we've made it the ultimate, right? How do, how do you see that? Uh, just want to give you a chance to kind of jump on that and just kind of add some more thoughts to that, or or you can tell me I totally disagree. I think you're totally wrong. I'm I'm, I'm good either way. No, I I agree a thousand percent. Uh, you know, if if Jesus really let me backtrack, if God really wanted you 
to have those feelings, to just be happy all the time and, and just uh, pursue the things that are going to make you have a great life on this earth. He wouldn't have needed to send Jesus. He could have just sent a self-help book, right? Like, yeah, right. like he wouldn't have needed to send Jesus. He could have just sent you on a nice long vacation to Cancun because that would have made you really happy. It would have, it would have been like the end goal of making a lot of money, like all these different things. But that's not his goal. His goal is to make you holy so that he can be in relationship with you, which is why we needed Jesus, because we are not holy. We, we fail uh, all the time. And so we needed a bridge in between the gap between me and God. And that person came in the form of Jesus Christ, living a totally human life for 33 years, ignoring every kind of lie, sin, temptation, walking to a cross, dying for your sins and my sins. And now we have the opportunity immediately when we accept Jesus to become holy but over time, we become uh, even more holy. Like, like we're, we become right immediately. We're going to heaven if we were to die tomorrow, God forbid, when, when we accept Jesus. But um, it's a lifelong process, as you said, of stamping out the sinful nature of our heart and exchanging it for holiness. Hmm. Yeah, so moving, moving from theology here to, to just the, the personal here, what students do you know that are doing this well? Like anyone in the last year that stands out to you is really killing this. Yeah, man. There's a, a student in uh, down in Florida, um, in the Orlando area. His name's Franco, and um, he he reminds me of uh, like Caleb and Joshua in the Bible. You know, a, lo- a lot of young leaders they want to they want to know like how do I be how do I lead my peers? Like, what's a tip that I can do to lead my peers better? And if you're trying to lead people who are older than you, or if you're trying to lead people who are the same age as you, you have to be willing to go somewhere that they haven't gone. And in the context of church, I think personal holiness is that place. Like when you meet a student who is pursuing holiness over the things of this world at such a young age, people notice, like you get the respect of the people around you immediately. This guy, Franco, he's leading a ministry full of people that are the exact same age as him. Like he is one of, if not the main voice on Wednesday nights and he's the same age. And and the difference is he protects his quiet time with the Lord. The difference is he says no to the things that most other people are saying yes to. The difference is he's pursuing a prayer life for influence, not social media for influence. The difference is personal holiness in his life. And people are like, man, I want what Franco has and they could have it if they were willing to pick up and sacrifice in the areas that Franco is, is sacrificing in. So let's uh, let's end with a real practical question because we've we've kind of talked about a bunch of deep stuff, um, which which we yeah. love, you know, here on the podcast. We always we we really want to try to encourage students to take their faith deeper and grow their roots deeper and understand doctrine and some of the stuff that we've kind of touched on briefly. But uh, practically speaking, uh, what's a good first step for a student who's yeah. like, yeah, you know what? That is kind of how I view God. I view God as like his job is to make me happy. And sometimes I get, man, it just messes with my relationship with God. And I'm, I'm up and down all the time emotionally. What's a good first step for a student who wants to start uh, going deeper and in, in realizing and even embracing this whole lifelong process of, of, of becoming holy, this process of sanctification that you're talking about? Yeah. So simple, simple prayer. This is something that um, I started praying at the beginning of this year uh, in my own life. And I hope it's helpful to you. It's been extremely helpful to me. Um, It's just in the morning when I'm doing my quiet time, like Holy Spirit, 
Will you show me the areas of my life that I haven't submitted to you? Super simple. Holy Spirit, will you show me the areas of my life that I haven't submitted to you? And, you know, some days um, there's nothing that the Holy Spirit shows to me. It doesn't mean that there's nothing that, that I'm not. He might just be, be to nice Jesus. to you that day and just be like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, know, he knew I needed the extra encouragement that morning. Right. right. Uh, but there are other mornings when it's like, oh, man, like I need to call that person and, and ask for for an, apo- an apology, ask, you know, repent to that person for, for some stuff I've been harboring in my heart. Sometimes it's, oh man, I need to go apologize to my wife. Sometimes it's, I need to change the structure of my days because my time is not, uh, is not being used the right way, all these different things. But I think if you'll pray that prayer with a genuine heart, I think the Holy spirit will show you the areas that, that need to be submitted. Yeah, Noah, man, thank you so much for being here, for being here all week. Again, I know you mentioned this last podcast, but if students want to reach out to you, what's what's the best way for them to connect? Yeah, at Noah Heron on uh, social media. And then we have a, a YouTube channel and a podcast. And if you just search Noah or my wife's name, Maddie Heron, um, both of those should come up uh, at the top. So Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in the sto- show notes for you students so you can, you can check it out there. But again, thank you for being here, students. Make sure to check out our overtime conversation. We're going to be talking about uh, this episode here in a few days. And if this is helpful to you, man, shoot us a review. Or like, you know, send us a DM, do something, let us know. We love encouraging you students and working alongside of you. Um, you can find us at LTG Conference and myself at Gilbo's Wagons. Hey, students, you can find me at Aaron Holt. Uh, that's if you can figure out how to spell my name, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but no, Noah, it's been so great having you. Thanks so much. Uh, Students, join us for the overtime episode. And remember, you're called to lead your generation. Do it with passion for Christ and love for others. 